Hi, Dad. What's up? Huh? No, can you get out? Because I'm recording something. Thank you. <laughs> Don't be mean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> can you get out? Get out. Get out. Good. Being at home's going well, then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another very horny episode of Is It In Yet? It's only been a couple of weeks since the last episode, but I think it's fair to say everyone is still very horny. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Very much so. <laughs> Correct. Josh, you are back home. So this mm-hmm. episode will be recorded probably with your mom with like a glass to the door. Yeah, you were whispering the last one. I think I'm probably going to have to whisper at some point to this because, yes, my mother is in the next room. We've already had like a slight altercation. She did come in just before we started recording and Josh shouted yeah. at her. <laughs> Just get out, Mom! Mom! I'm doing my podcast! <laughs> Lucy, how are you doing? I'm good. I think this will be my last podcast recording where I can say what I want out loud because I will be going home as well in a couple of weeks. So we'll all be speaking hushed tones then. Yeah, so it'll be sex. 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 Yeah. So which cities in the UK would you guess are officially the horniest during lockdown? Someone has done a survey on this. So my first, my I would I would say someone like Manchester maybe, because they always come up high in like horny leagues or fun right. or fun mm. leagues. Anything sort of fun, you know, drinking, yeah, yeah, going yeah. out, sex. They're always up top. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably fair. Or it's going to be somewhere really, really random where there's like fuck all to do, like a like a derby, Lincoln, or like Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, what the fuck is there to do in Lincoln? Say what you want about Lincoln, but the cathedral is beautiful. Yeah. It's a great cathedral. Used to be the tallest building in the world. Fun fact. Fun fact. Okay, so Manchester and... Um, I want to be different, so I'm going to say like a Newcastle. I think Newcastle's got like a fun, horny energy. Yeah, I I agree with that. Manchester, Newcastle, Northern, horny powerhouses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the top three. Edinburgh. Okay. Southampton? No, can't be true. Nothing happens in Southampton. I wouldn't have thought Southampton. If you think that's bad, wait for the third one, Norwich. Oh, my God. That feels like a wind-up. I feel like in Norwich, it's probably... Are they horny for their cousins? Did it specify? Is it like like an immediate family horniness? Isn't the joke about Norwich is that, yeah, that everyone's got webbed feet? Have I just made that up? Yeah, because of the generations of inbreeding, yeah. Got you. That's so random. Norwich is so sleepy. Like That's probably where everyone's shagging, nothing to do. If you've told me that no one has ever had sex in Norwich, I'd probably believe you. I would too. I would too. (laughs) Sorry, literally, I'm so sorry to anyone from Norwich who's listening today. Ah, I'm not that sorry. Pick somewhere to live. <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay, so everyone's still horny, but I think the tide is changing a little bit. I've I've spoken to quite a few people who have genuinely started to find a little bit of love. And actually, Lucy and I both know someone who has not a joke, gone official with someone <laughs> while in lockdown. Josh, why do you laugh? <laughs> because it's mental, isn't it? <laughs> it's just absolutely <laughs> mental. It's just like, you've been in lockdown for two months and your brain's been so broken that you've, you've maybe convinced yourself that you 
official what does official even mean you're like you no one's gonna be seeing anyone else anyway like how like how can you be exclusive with that person if you're not even having sex with that person everyone's had to go back to how they acted in the like between the years of your seven to year nine where you would like speak on msn and you'd be official one day and you'd have to you know, you'd go on a date to the park like all these little things we're having to do now is just very like the 13 year old version of ourselves well okay can, but what does official mean because for me in boyfriend world, girlfriend official yeah but official means that you go on dates you sleep with just them you hang out and like none of those things are happening they were they were texting every day they were calling voice noting sexting the lot and then i believe that he went and stayed at hers in london for a week when she came back right right so there he is then well so i mean okay that's fair enough if you're gonna break the lockdown to be official then i guess that makes sense break the lockdown josh you cannot (laughs) i think you should be speaking too much more no comment. <laughs> they have they have now met, but they weren't official before they met each other, which is quite mad and quite Mental. amazing in, in, in other ways. Yeah. There's also someone we know who they actually did FaceTime dates, park dates, and now they are figuring out which parents' home they're gonna move into. Right. Why are we adding parents into the equation? That is silly. Like, I understand maybe, like, you know, if someone's lease is up and they need somewhere to crash, like, oh, maybe move in with you. I mean, that's mental enough anyway. But why would you add parents into the mix? I personally, maybe this is crazy, but if I'm not dating someone for at least, like, six months, parents is too early. Yeah, I think I only introduced to the parents way in. Not way in, but yeah, like, six months is a good amount of time, right? Because you know you're quite serious. So, like, you're into them enough to go through all the motions and all the hoops of meeting family and explaining who they are and blah 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 blah, blah. but yeah in lockdown yeah, moving in lockdown wow yeah because if it ends up being like a three-month thing then forever you're just gonna have to explain to your parents they'll be like oh who is that who is that boy that comes around that you never ever speak about also surely their parents are aware that it's just for sex they're here just to fuck like <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah that's that's the grubby thing about it is that you're basically saying mommy and daddy can i have permission to do sex in your house please and you're also <laughs> mad there's people who would have been in a couple for a couple of years you know one year plus who wouldn't dream of moving into their partner's mum or dad's house now in lockdown and it's so yeah. funny that they're doing this and they don't even know each other really. <laughs> I, th- I think personally that's probably the correct approach, like a treat treat it with extreme caution. Um, yeah, like I know someone who, who, I think they've been going out for like four years and then he's moved into her parents' house and then, you know, he has to ask them when dinner is and you just basically sacrifice all of your independence for your, your girlfriend's parents not even your parents hope the parents um, like him that's the important bit do you know what he's gonna have to spend his yeah, like his first that's week the there trying to impress yeah. them at the dinner table he's gonna have to cook for them all at some point yeah also you can't you would never be able to relax like whenever i've met girlfriend's parents there's always like at least the first like few times you meet them you're very much on edge you're very much like how do i not appear to be a complete idiot how do i not appear to be a complete piece of shit to their daughter and it's just like <laughs> it's just that like, but 24 hours a day like you'd have to be on all the time like you go downstairs at like 11 p.m at night to get a glass of water you've got to switch it the fuck on in case the dad's up it would almost be worth having like a facetime date with the parent because you've got to figure out if you get on with each other surely you want to break that have that icebreaker before yeah. the first time you meet being like hello here's my bags i'm shagging your girlfriend as i step over the threshold <laughs> yeah exactly and it's also like inevitably when you live in a house with other people they're gonna like i don't know what if they're just like open the door while you're in the toilet or like some sort of weird awkward yeah. thing that happens like you're just inviting chaos into that situation uh, i feel exhausted yeah. thinking about it you're right you've got to poo in that house and like, <laughs> like... 
girls don't poo, so. <laughs> girls don't poo, to be fair. <laughs> we don't poo. It's a funny one. I don't think my parents would say yes. Yeah, I don't, my parents But I guess, I guess you learn a lot about each other very quickly and a lot about each other's parents. So it's like a bit of a crash course. Or an experiment. Whether, yeah, a bit of an expert, a social experiment. Crazy. Crazy. These crazy yeah. times. These are crazy times. Parks are back on the agenda. That has obviously meant that like people are going on picnic dates and stuff way more. And I'm kind of hoping that much like the couple we talked about in the last episode, you know, the couple who got caught shagging in in a park in South London. Yeah, I remember that. I'm, I am really <laughs> hoping that that lockdown brings us more stories like that because I feel like people are getting more creative. You know, there are some people out there that are thinking, right, I mean, you have mates like this, Josh, you told us last time, but people are going on these park dates and thinking, you know what, I've not had sex for two months and this might be the night. But, like, how would one ramp it up from, like, you know, a little glass of Prosecco, a couple of strawberries, you know, maybe a bit (laughs) of hummus, to, like, we're going to bang in a public place? Like, how does that... I think it has to be a very special connection of certain types of people. You just have to be in the right place, right time, drunk enough, the park empty enough. I think it's a very specific whirlwind of circumstances that would actually lead it to happen yeah it's you've got to be quite pissed for this there's no way you could do this after just like one glass well essentially it's like in the real world this is basically like the equivalent of like meeting someone in a club and immediately shagging them in the toilet i've actually got a story about that to give you (laughs) yeah my mate shagged someone in this horrible spoons in newbury which is where i'm from spoons so how how did she ramp it up from bar to toilet in the spoons I think they just sort of got there it's actually he that told me the story so he just it just they just sort of got to the point and he was like fuck it should we just go for it and they were shagging in the loos and obviously everyone was in and out having a piss and someone must have told the bouncer because (gasps) the bouncer came in and was like get out and he chucked them out but whilst chucking out or during sex my friend's wallet had fallen out of his pocket so as they were getting out the door, he was like, oh, mate, my wallet's in there. And he was like, oh, fine, where? What cubicle? I'll go get a few. So the bouncer had to go back and get it. <laughs> oh, that's very good of the bouncer. Yeah. Because I, if I think I was the bouncer, I'd be like, you've done a shag in my pub. Please come back tomorrow when you're sober. I think the only the only plus about doing it with the spoons is that if it was quiet, the toilets are usually down several corridors. So you have some sort of separation These ones aren't. from the bar area. These ones aren't. They are. Well, they're quite near. That's an impressive knowledge of the anatomy of a spoon's toilet there. No, they are normally. They are normally down like a tunnel. and Yeah, they're, no, no, they're usually down like several flights of stairs and weird shit. Was it the girls or the boys lose that they... The boys. Which is better? Which is all worse? I actually think I the boys know. because surely more girls are always in the girls' toilets. So, and always banging. always Like, I'm always banging on cubicles and to get in for mm. a wee. Whereas boys, yeah. do, like, do boys yeah. use the cubicles? Yeah, I mean, obviously... Do boys poo? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Do boys pull on a night for, out? For both, for both <laughs> boys use the cubicles for both things and in certain spoons also for drugs. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the platonic ideal in this situation is like a disabled loo that's got like yes. an out of order sign on it. So no one's going to be coming in, but you don't need it to flush. You just need a room. There was always there was a rumor in my school that this girl, that these, this couple were shagging in the disabled loos and they got expelled. But it was never proven. Oh, I Everybody love a school rumor. Such a good school yeah. rumor. Yeah. Were they? Was that because they? It was the disabled lose, or was it the shagging? Probably the shagging, Grace. I think, <laughs> I think it was the shagging. <laughs> I, think, I think. I think. 
I think at that point it just becomes irrelevant which <laughs> which cubicles you use. Well, it is more disrespectful. Is. I actually think that you don't have to be careful in the boys lose. Really? Because I just feel like if you get caught in the boys lose, it's a bit more oi oi oi. Okay, yeah, but I think if you're a guy in and the you're girls. caught in girls lose, that makes you look way more of a creep. Like, yeah, you might go so if you're in the boys, but if the girls, you'd be like, get the fuck out, you fucking. Creep. I also think that, like, yeah, you're right. You know, someone might call the police if you're in the girls lose. Yes, yes exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which is not the outcome you want. <laughs> Uh, I thought we'd play a quick game of lockdown boyfriend red flag. Now, everyone seems, I would say, to have kind of picked one boy by now. Or maybe maybe there's a few and that's fine. But a lot of people have just kind of picked, you know, one boyfriend or girlfriend who they're kind of focusing mm-hmm. their energy on now. I just wanted to um, to run through a few scenarios of things that they may be doing. And you can tell me, yeah. Yeah. honestly, whether you think that's a red flag or nothing to worry about. Got it. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, first one, he makes everything lead to sexting. Everything. Uh, everything. Like, every Every little everything. thing. <laughs> Too much. Red flag. Yeah, because, I mean, like, that's basically like saying, what well, if you had a boyfriend in the normal world and all they did was talk about sex, you'd think it was a bit weird, right? Like, yeah, I feel like if you're wanting more, if you're wanting, like, an actual lockdown boyfriend, then you should be able to have a conversation that's not yeah. just, just yeah. sex. Yeah. You'd, you'd hope, anyway. Yeah. They're just not interested um, in getting to know you, you know? Yeah. What about what's in here, you know? <laughs> um, okay. He says he wants to meet up, but he's being vague. You know, you'll be like, oh, let's go to the park on like the 25th of June at 4 p.m. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you see um, I think he either takes lockdown very, very seriously <laughs> or, or he would just rather it maintain the virtual thing. Because I think. If you actually want to meet up with someone, you meet up with someone, especially two months after not meeting up with anyone and not doing anything. You, If you really like them and you really wanted to shag them, it would be, I don't want to say desperate, <laughs> but there would be a level of urgency to it. I agree. Okay, next one. He doesn't like your Instagram posts. Now, the relevance of this is that obviously a, an Instagram like is a public thing, whereas a message isn't. So I guess like if Ooh, someone yeah. isn't, like in your Instagram post, it could mean that they don't want to be seen to be involved with you, right? Not for me. I wouldn't look that deep into yeah. it. I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. yeah. But I can I see mean, why it's frustrating. It's annoying. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm very generous with my likes. I just sort of spray them out to anybody that I come across. Because, you know, it's free. It's a free symbol of affection. Why not? I've got limitless. Yeah, I don't know. I would definitely read too much into it. I was like, if you have been sexting me and if, you know, we've exchanged genitalia picture then the least then the least you could do the least you could do is gas me up on social media yeah the very least and i would expect the favor to be returned uh okay he's unwilling to call or facetime but he's happy to text you whenever um, that he could mean okay it could mean that he lives with people who he doesn't want to hear he doesn't want them to hear whispering sweet nothings at <laughs> 2am in the morning Me and my roommate had a brief disagreement because I was on a Zoom call at 2am, which I can understand may have been construed as disrespectful. What was happening on the Zoom call? Very important. It was just my mate's birthday and we were just being legends. Um, (laughs) But it was like going on, I think it ended at 3.45 in the morning, um, which is obviously not the most sociable thing in the world. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's one of those things that also some people our age fucking hate phone calls. Like one of my friends... 
I will call her and she will just refuse to pick up the phone, but then will text me back instantly because she hates phone calls that much. Some people are just weird like that. Yeah. Don't get it, but some people are weird. Yeah. It's a scary thing, I think. It's like, it's already like weird enough having to do Zoom calls with people you know really well. Generally, yeah. like they're awkward moments in that. So I guess like calls and FaceTimes with someone you've never met can be nerve wracking. Or it could mean they're a catfish. Tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely like an element of catfishery that could be happening. But I think also it's like, I feel like it's quite a big step yeah. to jump into phone calls. Yeah. Like a lot of people feel more comfortable socializing over texts because yeah. they're cowards, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's a lot of pressure, especially for times like these. <laughs> these uncertain times we find ourselves in. Unprecedented. <laughs> Josh, you went on a park date recently. Hello. I did go I did go on a park date, yeah. <laughs> a cute little park date. Was there a picnic? Uh it wasn't a picnic, there was wine. Oh there only was wine. wine. Was there any food <laughs> at least? No, obviously not. <laughs> Just you, a bottle of Blossom Hill. Well, it was actually it was actually Oyster Bay, a delicious Sauvignon Blanc from the Marlborough region of New Zealand. Okay, that's about um, seven pounds, so not bad. Well, I paid eleven quid for it, but it's not important. Um <laughs> But the thing is, the good thing is, because we obviously didn't want to share a bottle, we had our own and we brought our own glasses, leading to me making the decision to just, you know, just finish off the bottle because I'm already basically there. Normally, I just get on the tube and be fine. But if you cycle to a date, it does mean that it is it is a struggle to cycle after a drink, drinking a whole bottle of wine. So I ended up having to walk my bike back five miles in the burning sunshine, which was not enjoyable at all. Uh, were, you, were you on your own? Was I on my own when I, yeah, no. So I was on my own when I walked back. I did, she didn't come back with me. We sort of made vague plans and then never, never really followed oh, up. Oh no, we've not really spoken. Uh, no, no. She sort of invited herself to my house the next day and I was just like, baby. <laughs> And then we just sort of left it there. And then I used the old lock, I used the old quarantine excuse, being like, my roommate is really upset by this, and she wouldn't let it happen. Can't talk yeah. to you even on even on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> Never ever speak. Yeah. How was the actual setup of the park date though for people who haven't gone on one yeah. yet? Yeah, it was it was awkward. It was weird because usually when you meet someone from a date, you probably like hug them to say hi. You know, maybe do a kiss on the cheek if you feel bold. But you know, it's just none of that. And then we just sort of sat like two meters apart for like three hours and just slowly drank a bottle of wine. It was a weird day. Did you kiss? Yeah. So then afterwards it was like, why do we sit apart for two hours if we were just going to kiss at the end anyway? I'm just sort of maybe thinking that I'll just give up on dating until until they find a cure <laughs> because I can't do any more of these weird dates. <laughs> All right. See you in five years then, pal. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for what 2021 is going to do for my dating life. I'm glad that you're able to use the whole lockdown situation as, as a new reason to pie people off. Very efficient, Josh. <laughs> That's actually really genius. Being like, actually, it's against the law for us to see each other again. So, uh... yeah. So nice, nice, nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously what you do is you ignore, you ignore the rules until they become, you know, personally very useful to you. True. <laughs> Last week, we spoke about sexting people before people have met. You know, there's a lot of people meeting on Hinge or Tinder or whatever, and then they're sexting because everyone's really horny. But we kind of said last time, how freaky would it be if you sent pictures or whatever, or you, you had phone sex with someone who wasn't who they said they were, and you got catfished, and the person on the other end of the phone was actually pretty butters. And... I'm really sad to announce that it has happened to someone. Oh, it has happened shit. to a oh, listener. Oh, that's so tough. 
really tough. I was always of the impression that like actual genuine MTV catfishes rarely happened in real life. That's so sad. What happened? So I'll just read out. Uh, It's the listener's friend. So she said... My friend started messaging this guy on Hinge at the start of lockdown. They'd been chatting back and forth. He was fairly cute looking in his profile and he suggested that they should chat on the phone. She said yes. Then on the phone, he started indicating phone sex and she agreed. So this is just on the phone, not How FaceTime. do you indicate phone sex? I, I don't know. How would you, Josh? I know, just the ones that are coming to me, I guess I'll be like, so what are you... Wearing. Yeah, it's it's that it's got it's got to be all the classics. What are you wearing? Are you touching yourself? You know, yeah, all just, the classics. Just lead straight in with that one. Just be like, what? Where exactly are your hands? Are? Nah, I reckon. I reckon for the real sleaze balls out there, it goes a little bit something like, oh, like what are you up to? Yeah, 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 I'm good. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm just really horny. And then you're like, oh right, yeah, 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 me too. Surely. <laughs> And see, yeah, no, I'm sure it might go something like that, I guess. <laughs> this is what this guy must have sounded like. Anyway, it said that she enjoyed it and they both came at the same time! Exclamation mark. Woo! Woo! Nice. Woo! I feel like a lot of work has been done to sort of coordinate that. <laughs> yeah, that never happens. Anyway, well done to both of them. And then she said she had been wondering why he was so reluctant to do video chat. And he never sent nudes with his face in. Well, I did well that. To, be fair, to be fair, I don't think anybody should send nudes. Yes, because revenge porn. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so she got a bit freaked after all this. And she was like, hey, wait a second. Is this guy real? And then she kind of asked him a couple of times, you know, can we video chat? Can I see your face? And then he just ghosted her. And she remembers his voice being a bit weird. And so she came to the conclusion <laughs> that it must have been a catfish. But she was surprisingly positive about it. She said it was worth it for the orgasm in quarantine. Lul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you might as well try. I mean, like, it's basically like, I guess, the safest way of trying these things out, you know? Yeah. I wonder if she reported the Hinge account. He's probably onto his next girl by now. She should have just, I think we've discussed this before, but I remember we wrote one time about a girl who would get boys to send a selfie of them and a spoon, like after she'd matched them, they got chatting. Today's newspaper. Yeah, or today's (laughs) newspaper, like to prove that they were the real deal. So she should have done that. So here's here's an interesting question, actually. When does using really misleading pictures of yourself turn into catfishing <laughs> because one of asking for a friend <laughs> no no because one of one of my friends uh is a guy that has used this the dating app pictures that seem a little old and seem like they were taken just in a specific summer when he looked like a really good vibe and doesn't really look like that in real life but he's ended up with a girlfriend from it so is that misleading <laughs> Um, um, when does when does using old pictures of yourself that don't really look like you when does that become catfishing look i think you need need to give yourself a year year and a half max uh, expiry date on your photos for dating profile surely yeah it's just not fair because people can really change in like a year even like, and they do. Even they like do. six months, people can change. What if you change your hair yeah. colour? That's even a big thing. Yeah. So I do think it's not fair if you show up on a first day and you've maybe spent however long and then you're like, who are you? You look so different. Yeah. The big thing yeah. that boys do that is wrong is they'll often have a completely <laughs> different haircut. And hair, mm. it, it defines you. It defines how fit you are. So important. And it's not okay to have like really cool short hair in your dating profile and then turn on up and your hair is to your shoulders that's not on that it's is a completely on. different aesthetic that's unfair so 
I haven't put because obviously I haven't had any nice pictures taken of me since I've shaved my head. Yeah. But should I go out of my way to put shaved head pictures in my hinge now because otherwise I'm selling myself inaccurately? Yes. I actually think you should. Yeah. You or or you just need to say somewhere. Side yeah. side note: I now have a shaved head. <laughs> side note: I now look completely different. So please reconsider <laughs> these it's photos. Just, it's, just, it's the same face. Like my face is the same. <laughs> Why don't you put up a screenshot of when you were shaving your head? Because there's a few really good facial expressions on there as well. Yeah, yeah. with a timestamp. Yeah, that'll get him. <laughs> that'll get him. <laughs> Okay, I, I put a little call out on the Instagram and was like, hey guys, where's the most adventurous place? Everyone's had sex. And Jesus Christ, there have been so many responses, uh, literally about 200. So I can't get through them all because you guys have had sex in lots of weird places. But can I also say that a lot of you have not had sex in very adventurous places and having sex in your parents' bed does not count. That's, that's bottom tier, all right? We don't want that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I think yeah. I think broadly, beds, not crazy unless it's like in ikea or something mm. yeah. oh that would be good that's a good story but i just think if you're doing it in like a private residence in a bed i'd be like eh, don't care yeah not yeah. good enough i bet you had the lights off as well so you know <laughs> that sort of goes without saying for those people isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's been loads and there's been some, I'd say like quite standard ones, like ones you would hear about a lot, you know, fields, bathroom cubicles, as we've already said, changing rooms, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the classics really. But I'm just going to run through like quite a few of the other common ones. Um, So we had Sun Lounger quite a lot. I mean, yeah, I think that's broadly fair. I'm assuming it's probably going to be in like a Zanti or a Napa type place. Yeah. My mate actually, when we were in Zanti, got with this girl and he didn't want to pay five euros for a sun lounger so they could have sex on the beach. So she just gave him a handjob at the back of the club and then they parted ways. Oh, wait, you can still well, rent out the sun loungers at night. So there's, a, yeah, so there's like, it switches from like the day guys to the night guys and the night guys are a lot more seedy and then they charge you 15, like 10 to 15 euros for like half an hour on the sun lounger by the ocean. Quite romantic. So they're they're basically just like beach pimps by night. No, they're just, they're just like beach, they're just like beach facilitators. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking rank. Now I don't ever want to go on a beach sun lounger ever again. Ever. Yeah, I mean, you, Lucy, you don't want to be going to Zanti right now. That's no. not a vibe. No. You wouldn't like it. I went to Ironapple once, <laughs> and that was enough. I feel, I feel like shagging strangers on a beach is going to be one of the last things they left restrictions on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be like pubs, restaurants, clubs, shagging strangers on a beach. Well, that poor businessman, he's just waiting for people to come back so he can get his 10 euro sales through the door. Yeah, the beach brothel. Right, a few people said playground, like a children's playground, probably at night. That is fucking wrong. I'm sorry. I feel like you're risking some sort of register. The ethics of that. No, okay. And yeah, sex register. Have you heard of it? There is a sex offenders register. It is active. You could be put on it. (laughs) Guessing people either do it like in, you know, the little slide. If you've got the ladder and it's like a little tower. Is it in there? People are doing it. Yeah. On like a particularly large swing. I think seesaw is the opposite of what you want. Yeah, you don't want the roundabout or the seesaw, but maybe a swing. Yeah, maybe in like a in like a nice tire swing. We had a few people message and say that they had sex in the grounds of National Trust sites, like someone's at Guildford Castle grounds, which like yeah, but that's just it's not a very sexy location, is it? It feels like the most middle class 
place to have sex ever. Right, let's not let's not hate on Guildford. You know, you've you've got some people being like, oh yeah, I just shagged in in the woods, you know, down the back of my house, and then you've got people being like, oh, I went to the castle grounds and we shagged as we looked upon the moat. To be fair, to be fair, I used to do a lot of dates in the castle grounds. I used to get rejected by a lot of girls in those castle grounds. So really, how how do you get so horny like around a, a beautiful national trash building? How does that come about? Oh, look at this beautiful oak tree. Let's have sex. Like, where does yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know. It is romantic, maybe. Lots to look at. You took people to Guildford Castle for a certain reason, Josh. What was that? Because it was a beautiful place and the flowers were in bloom, obviously. Oh, there you go. Perfect shagging material. Exactly. Um, Yeah, but I think a lot. you do a lot of weird stuff when you're a teenager. You know, I can no longer look at the H&M changing rooms in Kingston's Bental Centre in the same way. Oh, Hello. Yeah, a few people said changing rooms. Yeah, no, I was just with my first girlfriend at the time. Can't remember the exact circumstances, but yeah, it happened in H&M. She was like, oh, I'm going to go try some stuff on. And then she texted me being like, oh, come in. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, she's going to ask my opinion on something I don't give a shit about. But no, she was naked. Uh, yeah. I really, really fucking hope your dad is like outside the door. I'm desperate. <laughs> I'm desperate really for your mum or dad just to walk in. I just, you just had you. I really hope that Would you like a happens. cup of tea? <laughs> Stop talking about sex. <laughs> this is so much more fun doing it in a family house. <laughs> yeah, so much, so much more high pressure. So interesting that H&M, that is an interesting choice because the H&M mirrors are awful. Possibly mm. the worst on the high street. You've got these little slim mirrors that just kind of go everywhere and get you from every single angle. Horrible light. Which maybe some people like... H&M would be the worst for me. I don't know what the best ones would be. If, well, if I was doing this again, do you know where I would go? I would go for um, a Hollister because it's really dark in there. Yes. It's really dark in there. Smells uh, sorry, really nice. music. Smells great. You yeah. do have to yeah. walk through Hollister to get there, though. Urban Outfitters could be good. Yeah. They're quite spacious. They're massive. I feel like you don't want you don't want a curtain situation. You need like a door. I think Urban Outfitters have a little key, so that's good. Yeah, they do actually. Um we had a couple of people say leisure centre changer rooms, which again is like I don't know, like, obviously changing rooms aren't necessarily a sexy place, but I'd probably say leisure centre changing rooms are the least sexy of the changing rooms. You can just hear everything going on. Just makes me automatically think of, like, Veruca socks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, the smell of the swimming caps. Little plasters that have fallen off people's feet. Oh, God, yeah. And just the echo of children, you know? Screams. (laughs) If you you were to do it, you'd you'd go in late. You go in late while the sort of families have, have gone and it's just sort of like the weird dedicated swimmers that do like 200 lengths. Yeah, but it, again, it's similar vibes to the playground. There's, there's too many mm. kids around. There's too many like pot yeah. noodles being made for the child next door. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a story that's from a leisure centre. My friend had sex with her boyfriend in the leisure centre jac- jacuzzi. In the jacuzzi, that's disrespectful of other jacuzzi users. How disgusting. <laughs> that is gross. She said it was really, really quiet and like someone had just gone out and it just started like getting handsy and then one thing led to another. I mean, look, water water is, is, is a sexy place, you know. In the right context, a good hot tub or a jacuzzi can be a great time for everybody, a pool. Yeah, not, but, but not like, a, like a community leisure centre. <laughs> no. No, that pool has seen hundreds of people in and out of that every day. The dead skin cells in there. I bet someone's peed. I bet it gets peed in once a day. More than uh, that. What? Once what? a day. Once a day. Once every once ten minutes. I think. I think if you if you let's say let's say five thousand people go through it, I think you'd have to assume that at least five hundred of them have pissed in it. At least ten percent. I reckon at least one in ten people do it. 
Right, well, I'll stay away from you two if I go swimming with you. <laughs> um, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people said fields, bushes, and riverbanks, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, riverbanks feels precarious. Yeah, muddy. Not sure about that. Don't think I would risk the clothes getting muddy for the shag. Very, uh, very yeah. year ten vibe. Yes, it's very like going camping and getting really pissed like yeah, two, two litre bottle of strongbow frosty jacks were this sort of area yeah and just getting fingered on the riverbank classic 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 me <laughs> that's just an insight into grace's childhood <laughs> <laughs> that is literally what every weekend was like in chole <laughs> um someone said they had sex on a big rock in scotland and the sheep were watching was it arthur's seat in edinburgh uh no it wasn't someone else did say that they had sex at arthur's seat yeah. that's actually really nice because the scenes lovely scenery yeah you'd, you'd want you'd want some you'd want some sort of view that'd be nice yeah it's kind of like the the uk's answer to like the hollywood sign isn't it oh <laughs> <laughs> a bit different Oh, Not name sure. a better alternative. Maybe Parliament Hill is slightly better, but more crowded. <laughs> Look, there is no UK equivalent. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay, someone said they had sex in a mud room at a fancy spa. Now, I don't really know what a mud yeah. room is. I would just say, I would just say that spas are very horny places. I agree with I that. Think we've, yes. I think we've all, been, we've all been to a spa. There's always been some touching. Yeah, it's a very touchy place. It's the dressing yeah. gowns. It's the robe. Also like porn. Huh? Well, hold on. So you both said that in a very different direction. Grace said because of porn, and Lucy said because of dressing gowns. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like like vintage porn that starts with like someone getting massaged. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is maybe uh, why. Yeah. yeah, it's not the porn I'm watching while I'm getting massaged. If that's no. what you're thinking. <laughs> All the porn massages I get. <laughs> the dressing gowns. Do you mean because you're naked, Lucy, or do you mean specifically the texture? Of I the don't know what it is. It's like the yeah. robe. Everyone's in robes. It's very like Playboy Mansion, Hugh Hefner vibes. It's like you. Take off the roping on the rope. So you're wet. You're not wet. I don't know. I just think yeah, they're quite sexy. The smells are good. It's a certain spa frame of mind that you get put in, and it's very one that's like at peace, relaxed, and also sexy. But I then agree. it ends up being like you know, forty five year old Karen giving you a back massage. <laughs> why end up how it's supposed to be? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Someone said that they, um, someone had a couple's massage and then ended up having sex at the end, which is totally fair and shocking. What in the room? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think, I think, I think the lady left afterwards. I, that's, I mean, I've never had a couple's massage, but I don't really get the impression that they just leave the massage room and then be like, "You want to push the beds together? Just sort of go out." <laughs> how long? How long? Twenty, thirty, ten. <laughs> I'll set my timer. I'll come back. You can't shag in the massage room. Well, not with that attitude, you can't. <laughs> like, I don't know about you two, but if I've ever had a massage, I'm asleep for half of it. I'm out. Fucking out. I, I did get a blowjob in an aqua meditation room once. <laughs> right. What? Right. Where? It, it was in Centre Parks. They have this big spa complex and there's like 50 different rooms and they all do various things. And we were there at like Wednesday lunchtime. And it was just it just happened because again because of the sex and spa energy. Wait, did you? Is this off the masseuse or is this a girlfriend? Oh, it was with a girlfriend. Or? Yeah, it's always with a girlfriend. I never do anything that exciting. What? And you just said this room's free. No, we were just job. we were just hanging out in the aqua meditation room, right. and then it just sort of happened. You're just saying. hanging out as you do in the aqua meditation room, and then one thing led to another. Guys, if you if you've never chilled in the aqua meditation room, you don't really get it. <laughs> I've never been to Centre Parks, I'm afraid. So. 
it's a great time. Santa Fox is a really fun time. Yeah. I mean, it's actually, I feel like I've really discovered this little horny underbelly of Santa Parks from doing this because a few people have said that they've had sex at Santa Parks. But my vision of Santa Parks was like children under the age of five and adults over the age of 50 and not much in between. Yeah, but I also wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of like swingers there, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> big, big fucking. I was just about to say, I reckon it's got an underworld of swingers because it's got that vibe. It's the wood. It's lots of wood. Well, no, I think, yeah, right. I think it's also, it's like if you were like, a group of swingers i don't know what like the collective noun is but like if you were a group of swingers you could just go to the woods get a big old house fuck each other no one would ever say something you know you don't have to have that awkward thing where everybody's cars show up at one house and you're like what's happening at that house you know you sort of avoid it i think i think it's very but then you walk out your room in the morning and there's like a bunch of kids go-karting like is that the vibe you want yeah and then you can go for breakfast at a delicious pancake house obviously it's a great time time. And then you could all get bikes out. Yeah, you could all yeah, you could swap bikes, swap partners. It'd be all a great time. Yeah, fun for all the family. Uh, a lot of people have said that they have had sex in churches, at the back of churches, in graveyards. Like fine, but like remember that God is watching you, Josh. Josh, I, I've been what I would say is unfairly attacked for something I've done in my past. It was Valentine's Day 2009. Vintage year. I got set up on a date with one of my friends, girlfriend's friends. We went for a walk around town. You know, love was in the air. We were getting off behind a church, which, yeah, did happen to be a graveyard. And it was sort of like lunchtime-ish, but it's very quiet on the high street. And, yeah, one thing led to another, and there was some light hand stuff done. And then I told, and then I didn't really think anything of it. I was just like, oh, yeah, I told my mates about it. And they're like, what? That's so fucked up. And I was like... Is it? Is it that fucked up? And they were like, yeah, so disrespectful. You were like near the dead people. And I was like, yeah, but you're always like, you're not going to not do something because you're near dead people. But I mean, come on. I think to know if whether something's really fucked up or not, you need to imagine it being on the front page of a tabloid. So yours yeah. would be young man caught fingering or get given a hand job in Guildford graveyard. And yeah. if you read that, you would think, you fucking dirty creep. It, that is front page news. I'd splash that. that that's pretty horrific. <laughs> there would be uproar on the streets of Guildford. There would be a picket line outside of Waitrose. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, like, if no one sees you... The dead see you, Josh. They always see you. The Lord maybe, is always maybe watching. This is, maybe this says more about me than anyone else. But, like, I don't think there is a place in which the, if something happened, I'd be like, no, this is a weird place to do it. I just feel like I would, like, probably be down for most places. Right. You genuinely think there's nowhere, there's no space where you wouldn't do something with someone. Right. Well, I'm not going to, like, try and get head in the Vatican, for example. Well, mostly because there's a lot of people around. But I think, yeah, you know what? I think most places would be fine because if there's, I mean, there's no one watching you, it just is a great story, isn't it? Like, it would always be a good story. So what about a funeral parlour? Bit weird. What's the difference between that and a graveyard? The dead have sort of been there more recently, I think. They just... <laughs> people are sadder. Fresh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of old graveyards, people there have been dead for like hundreds of years. They don't even know what an iPhone is. They're not going to know or really care, are they? You know? <laughs> <laughs> iPhone is. I just think it's a good it's always a good story it's always a good story churches on the whole I can see why that happens because there are a lot of little rooms but I just still Mm. think it's a bit odd and it's very cold normally in the church in the summer churches are often the coolest a very cool cool place to hang out (laughs) it's where I often summer in the church (laughs) (laughs) catch me there next week (laughs) a lot of people said car a lot of people said car obviously that doesn't Um, count anything 
Yeah, I don't this know if is, car counts. Is, all right, all right. This is <laughs> boring. Next, this girl did say um, that she was having sex with a guy on her car bonnet and then lost her keys. And because she, she was like in a field, just shagging on the car bonnet, as you do. Um, and then she dropped her keys, she lost them. And then her mom had to come and pick her up and she had to pay £120. And she said the, the shag wasn't worth that's it. That's really shit. What, what do you think is the worst car to have sex in? Like, worst, like, first car? You know, I'm talking like the KAs, you're like, like Cleos, those kind of things. Uh, f- sorry, but yeah. a Fiat 500 must be pretty crap to have sex in. Yeah, do Fiat 500 girls, do they have sex in their Fiat 500s? <laughs> <laughs> no, she, I can imagine they wouldn't allow it. My baby. No, no, no. Don't touch anything. I also think they're quite organised sex havers, I would say. Quite like sex can happen after 9pm in a bed with the lights off. Yeah, <laughs> after you've watched Take Me Out and Order the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. This has been our second podcast of lockdown. And thank you so much for just keeping us going with all your your crazy stories. Remember, stay safe. No shagging until Boris says that you can. But keep sending your messages of love. Thank you so much to everyone who's messaged and, and said they're enjoying listening to us. We love hearing feedback. Please share. We love you lots. And we'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes and Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>